0: You are listening to Rum Buncher Radio. This is episode number 64. Trey Yannity, Marty Leap, and Nick Caparoso with you to talk Pirates baseball. A lot of news this week. Again, Stephen Brault is back. Pirates snap a seven-game losing streak. Some roster moves as well as we get into this final stretch of the season. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? I want to talk about your week, the Pirates weekend uh, this past week. As we kind of touched on it, kind of previewed it a little bit uh, last week. But Henry Davis getting it started hot in Greensboro. But before we get into the show tonight, guys, I have to tell you about an out of this world experience with Manscaped. They have just released their new product, the lawnmower 4.0, all over the world the United States, Canada, the UK, and across Europe, Australia, South Africa, Singapore. Probably can't find a country that this thing hasn't made its way to quite yet. It's got a lot going on, guys. It's got the weed whacker, the nose hair trimmer. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Bruce, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system together. Guys, this is truly a next-level device, 7,000 RPM motor with a new multifunctional on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. It is even waterproof, guys. It has 4,000 LED lights needed for more precise shape throughout your travels across this universe there's a 360-degree rotary blade. Guys, I wouldn't be surprised if this thing can just take off and get you to outer space by itself. If you guys have hairy balls, if you have a problem, if you've been cutting yourself, whatever the case may be, we're not here to judge. But we are here to help. All you have to do is go to manscape.com and use the code FANSIDED20 to get 20% off and free shipping. That's FANSIDED20 to get 20% off and free shipping. The Pirates having a big week as well. They finally snapped their seven-game losing streak against the Brewers, and they erupt in a seven-inning game, fourteen to four. They got the win there uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, game number one is re-recorded here on Tuesday night. Didn't go as well. They lost that one, two to one, um, after losing the finale to Milwaukee as well, as well as that second game of the doubleheader. But we won't talk about that. The Pirates sliding kind of near where Arizona is at now in the overall standings is. And I believe third position now. The Orioles and the Diamondbacks both have worse records than the Pirates. A Few more losses though could put them in position to get the number one pick for the second year in a row. Let's talk about that a little bit later in the show. But guys, how was your last week?
1: Uh, not too bad. Um, <clears throat> you no, know, I bought a new car on Monday. You know that's always exciting. So that's a nice way to kick off a week. But other than that, nothing too, nothing too crazy out of the ordinary.
2: Yeah, uh, you know just spending some time uh, at my school in my classroom right I had sixth grade orientation this week uh, so that's always you know an exciting time kind of when it you know the new school year really sets the dawn um you know for us uh, at least but yeah we're a week uh, we're a week and a half away from you know, the actual school year starting and
1: dude, I have a week. So I uh,
2: actually, I yeah, it's it's a week. Actually, <laughs> now I keep saying it's with no. I mean, um, oh no. Tomorrow would be our last service day. But yeah, we're looking forward to you know to get the school year going. Fall baseball, um, is always nice. Uh, you know, a little cooler weather. Uh, not baking out there in those outfield seats. So definitely hoping to get to PNC Park over the next couple weeks. Um, going there tomorrow night for the uh, the concert. Uh, the Green Day Fall boy and Weezer concert, so pretty excited for that as well.
0: Excellent stuff. Uh,
2: Thursday night, I should
0: say. Thursday night. Oh ah, yeah, get yeah. the plans. Get the plans figured out here, Nick. We got a week and a half or so weekend. Thursday, Wednesday. I'm all over the place. I was gonna say, get the schedule locked yeah, down I'm- first. Uh, but no, thank you. Uh, thank you guys for sharing all that. Big week for you guys. Big, really big month as you get back into school. Here is. College football starts to come around as well. Major League Baseball season starts to wrap up a little bit. The Pirates struggling here in August. We figured that would be the case after the deadline. Adam Frazier gone, Richard Rodriguez gone. That changes the team a little bit, but it's allowed us to see some new guys. And really, for most of the season, we hadn't had the chance to see a familiar face in Stephen Brawl. Missed him a lot as he comes back and puts together three really nice starts. And kind of want to focus on the start in Los Angeles uh they the pirates did lose the game two to one but five and two-thirds scoreless innings and his return uh the middle game as well Stephen Brault's looked really good what are you guys thoughts and you know what we expect to see maybe in the offseason with Stephen Brault moving forward Marty you want to get us started here
1: yeah it's good to see Brought back and pitching healthy for a lot of reasons um first and foremost the pirate rotation just needed this they needed somebody who could come out there and you know every fifth day is going to give you five or six strong quality innings and give you a chance to win the game. And, you know, maybe even more importantly for the Pirates right now, give the bullpen a little bit of a night off. Um, it's also good to see Brault pitching well, like dating back to May of 2019, Brault has been a really solid starting pitcher. So, you know, if he can come back and prove he's healthy, I don't know if he gets traded this off season because of, you know, he's only going to wind up making tops, what, eight, nine, 10 starts this year. But that's the first step towards him rebuilding some of that trade value and being able to be moved next year at the deadline. And Hey, you know what a left-handed starting pitcher who dating back to may of 2019 has an ERA under four. That'll, that'll not just some pretty solid return.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Marty. You know, it's nice having brought replace mm-hmm. Anderson. You know, He's probably, you know, like you said, what we've seen from him or, to, you know, more recent um, Steven broad, at least uh, he's probably better than Tyler Anderson. So, like you said, it's gonna be interesting um how he pitches down the stretch if he keeps pitching well. Um, you know, he's definitely gonna to start to at least get some some interest. Um, you know, you mentioned the trade market. The reality is is that Steven Brought, you know, has a couple more years of control. Like you said, they don't necessarily have to trade him this off season if teams are unwilling to part with, you know, whatever based off of health. Um, but at the same time, uh, you never know what teams are trying to get creative and find starting pitching other ways than just the free agent market. So, you know, like Ben Charrington's always said, he's going to be listening. So the best thing that, like you said, for the Pirates is that Stephen Brault continues to just take that ball every f- fifth day and pitch quality games.
1: Yeah. Nice. Uh, I was going to say, real, real quick, I have the numbers in your front of me. I pulled them up. Since uh May four or May eighteenth, excuse me, twenty nineteen for brought That's thirty-two games pitched, thirty of which are starts, you know, three ninety-seven ERA, only giving up home runs, which has been an issue for him at times at a zero point eight two uh, per nine clip, walking ten percent of batter, striking out twenty-two percent for left-handed starter. That that that's some sneaky good value right there.
0: No doubt about it. I mean, it's, it's been so nice to see him come back and keep the consistency, get some consistency out of the pitching staff every five days. Uh, good to have Steven Brault back. Let's talk about the minors a little bit. I teased it there in the open. Uh, but Henry Davis, the number one overall pick from this year's draft, promoted to Greensboro and hitting a home run uh, in his first game there. Two for two tonight, has a walk as well. Guys, let's talk about Henry Davis. And I want to talk about this catching battle of the future. Obviously, a lot of guys now in this race. Indy Rodriguez, Carter Benz, Abraham Gutierrez, Henry Davis, of course, as well. How do you guys see this shaking out? I mean, you know, you probably expect two of these guys to be on the big league club in 2024, 2025, maybe three. Who's that going to be? And, uh, you know, just kind of talk about this promotion, what you guys are excited for with Henry Davis in Greensboro.
2: Yeah, I mean, like we touched on. The last show, uh, Henry Davis to Greensboro made a lot of sense after the trade deadline. You know, a lot of those players you mentioned, uh, Carter Bins going to double A and Abraham Gutierrez going to low A, which is where Andy Rodriguez is as well. as well. Then the high A catcher, who is who, right? So that was kind of the question mark, you know, the high A catcher. And it really, you know, after seeing where other teams put their top draft picks, it didn't make sense for Davis to continue being down in the Florida Complex League. So Greensboro made a lot of sense, and, you know, he looks comfortable right away. Uh, like you said, he has a home run uh, tonight, which is a big deal. That's not his first professional home run. We know he hit one down in the Florida Complex League, too. So it's definitely showing that power early. Um which is super exciting.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good to see what Davis, I mean, coming out of the draft, he was viewed as maybe the best, not just college, maybe best overall bat in the entire draft, and he's looked like it thus far. So awesome to see. He's definitely a guy I think could climb the system quickly. And it's just been really good to see Ben Charrington identify catching depth as an issue in the Pirate system and go out and acquire guys. You know, Henry Davis – by all accounts, is going to be a legitimate everyday catcher in the major leagues. But with Gutierrez, with Carter Benz, with Andy Rodriguez, you know, not only do you now have multiple options, because you got to think odds are at least one of those three guys are going to pan out. So not only do you have options as your potential backup down the road, but let's say those guys continue to perform, continue to hit the ball well, continue to be good behind the plate. That could be a really good trade trip also in two to three years when you're looking to contend and maybe you need a bullpen arm, maybe you need a starting pitch or whatever it might be. You can then go out and flip one of those guys, to help fill a void on the major league roster.
2: Yeah. And, but to build on that also, Marty, you know, we're seeing rosters, 26 man, a pe- potentially down, you know, with the new CBA rosters getting um, an extra player uh, being talked about. And then with the universal DH, you know, I think the future we might see um, teams carrying more catchers. And I think the Pirates could be in a really good situation to do that because that would, you know, allow them to give Henry Davis more days off behind the plate, which, of course, you know, overall, hopefully will extend his uh, ability to stay on the field.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know. Or in the lineup, I should say. Yeah, no, doubt. No, I mean, you know, it just yeah, gives yeah. you options, if nothing else. Um, and, but, you know, it will be interesting to see if there is a universal DH and if there is an extra roster spot. Who else the Pirates keep around? Um, you know, because there's a lot of buzz around Gutierrez when he was originally traded and then that trade yeah, was, yeah. fell through. Uh, and, you know, and then he was picked up a couple days later. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how this catching race goes. But uh, like you said, guys, just so much depth in that room now. So much depth throughout the organization. I saw it was fourth on Baseball America's uh, organization rankings today. I think the Orioles are number one. Talking about that a little bit before the show. There's a lot of talent in this system. Um, You know, we've seen some other rankings as well. It's As high as three is number two. So, um, you know, just a lot to be excited for. But at the big league level, some roster moves going on this week uh kai tom designated for assignment i'm gonna actually i'm gonna start with the injuries a lot of roster moves i'm gonna start with the injuries here uh covid related injured list chad cool still on there don't exactly know his return time quite yet um, but some other guys on the 10-day injured list sam howard uh, with the right oblique strain there as well bryce wilson had to hit the injured list with right arm fatigue he's expected to return probably somewhere in early September. Uh, Anthony Alfred had to hit the injured list with a lower back strain. We could see him come back within the next week or so, maybe two weeks. Uh, and then, you know, we talk about some of the longer IL guys. Miguel Yajure, uh continuing to work back. Um, Chase DeYoung as well on that 60-day list. Trevor Cahill uh, and in the minors, O'Neal Cruz. Ronji Contreras, the two notable guys down there. Ronji Contreras I saw, though, making a rehab assignment tonight. Um, just some updates there on the injuries as well, but some roster moves happening this week. Yoshi Tsutsugo to the Pirates from the Dodgers. It's his third team this season. John Nagowski unfortunately had to be designated for assignment. This is this is devastating news. It has been one of, if not the most fun chapters of this season. Watch John Nagowski play the the Marcus Stroman battles. Um, you know the Twitter antics, everything else. Seeing him on the mound. Uh, you know, really an, an unforgettable summer with John Nagowski. Guys, your thoughts on these moves? Marty, you had the article on it. You want to get us started?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Nagowski move, like, it was unfortunate, you know. <clears throat> like I said in the article I wrote a few weeks ago and then brought it up, you know, he he really was kind of a uh, a real, like, yinzer called hero everything that happened. I mean, He came here, he hit, he was pitching scoreless innings. He wore number 69. You know, he's fighting Marcus Stroman. He's getting half of Pirates Twitter blocked by Marcus Stroman. It was good times. But ultimately, you knew that that wasn't going to be the uh, the, the, – that wasn't going to be something that was going to stick. So that's – it didn't, and he moved on. And, you know, hey, if nothing else, John Nagowski was able to come here for the first time in his career, got – extended major league playing time and you know made his impression with pirate fans along the way
2: yeah i mean like you said Mari, it was a good story but also there's a reason that he was designated for assignment to begin with when the pirates got him uh there he is what he is i don't know how much real upside there is you could see um for you know what he looked like, he kind of lacked that pop that you would expect. So you know they're getting a guy here um, instead who, obviously, um, you know we're going to talk about a little more here in a second. But Nagowski, good story, the big Nagowski. Honestly, we've seen so many players clear waivers. You know, it wouldn't, wouldn't it surprise me if he does. Um,
0: no doubt. Yeah.
2: You know, so that will be something to monitor as we go forward. You know, he might, might not be gone.
0: No, yeah, I mean, there's a chance, you know. And like you guys are saying, it's, it's a tough loss emotionally just because of, you know, what he brought um, as far as the entertainment value and everything else. But he wasn't anything more than, um, you know, just a fill-in piece for this season. It's been fun to watch, but unsustainable, no doubt. Um, and, you know, a move that, that the Pirates thought had to be made, Yoshi Tsutsugo. Uh, Coming in from LA. I believe he was hitting just a buck 55 out there in 38 games, but um, let's talk about his role with the Pirates. Is he going to kind of just swap right in for John Nagowski, be the super utility guy? I know he can play some infield, play some outfield as well. Uh, You know, what's his role the rest of the season with the Pirates?
1: Yeah, excuse me. I, I think the fact that he is able to play all over the field is a big reason why the Pirates, you know, went out and Picked him up and proceeded to keep him over Nagalski. Um, Nagalski could play first base, maybe in an absolute pinch. Could play the corner outfield spots. That's about it. You know, Titsugo can play the corner outfields. He can play first. He can play third. He's also left-handed bat, which you know the Pirates are very left-handed hitting. Left-handed hitting heavy lineup. Excuse me. Left-handed bats still always carry more value than right-handed bats. So I think all of these are factors and seeing them not just pick him up, but then proceed to drop Nagowski to make room for him on the roster.
2: I don't really have any thoughts on them.
0: <laughs> no, you're good. I, 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 I really, really don't. Man. I mean, <laughs> oh, <you're already> good. <laughs> uh no well said um I, I think that he really could fill in and, and play a few different roles for this team but uh, you know we'll see we got another one of these guys that's coming in here for the rest of the season and uh, you know a schedule that at some points is going to be favorable for the pirates they do play at home against the diamondbacks at the end of august uh they will face the detroit tigers near the beginning of september as well in dc right after that uh, but some you know some tough matchups in here as well they got to finish up in los angeles uh, they do go to Chicago, the White Sox, that is, for two games uh, and closing out the season this year against the Reds after the Phillies, just two series before that. Do you guys think that the Pirates will finish in last place and will get that number one pick for the second year in a row? How, do, how is this race going to shape out? Um, and, you know, what's kind of the outlook if they don't? What players do you guys think they have in mind uh, as they consider the draft? Wait, it's, a, it's a way too early semi-mock draft here. But, uh, you know, what's kind of the outlook the rest of the season here?
2: one second yeah take your time because um yeah i wrote that article about not tanking
0: yeah I was well, gonna well, say not I so much remember, that
2: it's not that
0: Noah. yeah
2: it was about just like then we'll talk about it i'll i'll talk about it on there Never seen it. Yeah, something that was just... yeah i mean i i know what you're saying trey um you know, the Pirates have lost, what, 20-26 uh, going into Wednesday night. So it's, it's it's been tough. And it looks like, you know, we're on that trajectory. But I don't know. The Diamondbacks are not a very good team either. Um, I think the Pirates have more young players who are going to come and help uh, this team yet. And I think that's going to play a big factor, where I think the Diamondbacks are kind of still – in their rebuild process, um, a little more so, I think, just because they kind of went for it a couple years ago there and it blew up in their face. But also looking at their schedule, month of September, the Diamondbacks are playing the Padres, the Mariners, the Dodgers, the Astros, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Giants. Not an easy schedule by any means. Those are all pretty much playoff teams. So, you know, and I know the Pirates, obviously we're going to have a very similar um, end of the year schedule playing a lot of division opponents. But uh, let's be honest, at this point, the West is uh, way better than the Central is, especially after his trade deadline.
0: Significantly, better. You
1: yeah. know, yeah, I'm... I'm with you. Um, you Not know, even just the Diamondbacks. I still think the Orioles are probably the least talented team in baseball. So, and the Orioles are also in a division that is much more difficult than the National right. right. So I still think the Pirates probably wind up with either the third or fourth pick in the draft. I, I think Arizona and Baltimore both finish with the worst record. And I still think Texas could finish with the worst record than the Pirates because, again, Texas is in a much more difficult division than the National League Central. You know, one thing to keep in mind here with the Pirates struggling and rather than if they're going to up the number one over a pick again is the Pirates are in probably the worst division in baseball. You know, like you said, Nick, especially post trade deadline with the Cubs blowing things up. So that, that that's a big factor to me. And I think ultimately, push come to shove. Arizona and Baltimore finish with the worst, worst records in the Pirates and Texas very well may too
0: yeah true i mean you know texas hanging around as well elijah green looking to be the number one pick he's gotten all the buzz to this point but uh we know after especially after this draft things can change pretty quickly so we'll monitor that still very far away of course uh but yeah. the final stretch here is going to be an interesting one to watch pirates have made 56 or they've had 56 different players on the active roster at one point or another this season that's a team record it's a franchise record. Uh, and there's obviously still going to be some moves made. Marty, I want to talk about an article you had out within the last week on Michael Chavis and why he is not yet. Three for four pitch. tonight. Three for four, doing a lot of good things there in AAA. Why is he not a pitcher? No one else yet? is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: <exactly.
0: laughs> Aboard Bla um, Madrid.
2: Come on, Nick. Uh, yeah, Bly is actually. He's yeah, very really consistent down there.
1: And, yeah, um, yeah, Chavis has been really good with Indianapolis um of those three at tonight one of them was a double um he's hitting well over 300 since coming to the pirate organization um i'm really hoping we'd see him sooner rather than later Uh, especially with nagowski now off the roster i felt like i would have rather seen him as the right-handed first base option over nagowski anyway and again unlike nagowski excuse me, sorry, uh, Chavis can play third base. He can play the corner outfields. You can get his bat out there. You know, I. it's not like Michael Chavis has done a ton in his career, but he has first-round pedigree. He had a really good rookie season with the Red Sox in 2019. So he's had MLB success in the relatively recent past. So to be able to get in for Austin Davis, I thought was a great deal for the Pirates, and we've talked about that, and I'm just excited to see what he can do when he does get here. And also I think one thing to keep in mind with that is the guy who drafted Michael Chavis with the Boston Red Sox was Ben Charrington. So obviously Charrington has long seen something in Chavis that he believes can translate into being a good major league player.
2: Yeah. And I think with Chavis too, you know, they've talked about letting him kind of hit the reset button at triple A. Yeah. We talked last show about, these players just not getting opportunities. And I think you can say the same thing with like Yoshi out there with the Dodgers. Like you said, Trey, he had what 38 at bats or something like that with them this year. I mean, you know, they're expect, they're expected to perform right away. And if they don't, they're going to go on to the next guy, you know, and these bigger market, bigger um, teams are in the playoff races. So Chavis going to triple a, and given that opportunity to hit the reset button, him actually going and doing it is, is I think, a really big step for him. And maybe, like you said, Murray getting back to that player he was, um, you know, as a rookie. And, yeah, I expect to see him at the beginning of September when rosters expand.
0: I think that would be that'd be the right timing for it, at least. And, you know, this is a fresh start. It's going to be exciting to see him get his chance in Pittsburgh. We'll have to wait on that. Pirates finishing it out in Los Angeles. Will Crow taking the mound tonight. Uh, as we record here on Tuesday night, this game will be over by the time this episode is released. But Wednesday night, JT Brubaker is going to take the mound. Uh, and then into St. Louis this weekend, what are you guys excited for? the less with the rest of this Dodgers series? Obviously a fun team to watch out there, maybe not against the Pirates, but uh, and then into St. Louis this weekend as well.
1: Um, I'll be curious to watch Wednesday night with J. T. Brubaker what we get from him. Um, he's a guy I wrote about this over the weekend on the site. The Pirates may win. If I were in the position of the front office, at least I would seriously consider shutting him down for the season. Uh, he looks like a pitcher who has really hit a wall. And then you factor in that not only is Brew Baker in the same boat as everybody well, for all pitchers, where 2020 was an absolute mess for them. Brew Baker only pitched, I think, like 21 innings or something like that in 2019 because of Tommy John surgery. So he really has not had a major workload since twenty eighteen and he looks like it. And I feel like you're maybe teetering on doing him more long term harm than good by continuing to send him out there every five days. So I'd just be curious to see what they do with Brew Baker and if they do consider potentially shutting him down at some point in the next couple of weeks. You know, it, it sounds like we're not going to get that word
2: used, Murray, the the we're shutting him down. But you know, I think you just saw Bryce Wilson potentially too like let's get him some rest. Uh, you know, he's made a couple starts here, put him on the IL, and work on some things that, you know, we've seen. And the same thing I think will happen at Baker. I think he will have some phantom IL trip type of thing that's going to put him on the IL for a significant portion to kind of cut down those innings. Like you said, especially, you know, if his starts continue to go the way they have, um, I just don't see how it can be productive to allow him to keep going out there and d- do that at this point.
0: No, I mean, you're not getting anything out of that. And at this point in the season, with the way 2021 has gone, it doesn't matter. None of this, you know, at the end of the day, it really matters. But uh, it's going to be good to see him get a face this lineup um, <laughs> tomorrow night, at least, and, uh, you know, then see what happens after that. But Pirates will go to St. Louis for the weekend for another individual matchup. But I want to talk about a game that happened This past week and really just kind of the direction that Major League Baseball is trying to go in. You know, you see the NFL going to Europe, trying to do all this crazy, you know, these games in Mexico City, this, that, whatever. But Major League Baseball has gotten very creative with games like the Little League World Series game and now the Field of Dreams game as well. The White Sox and the Yankees uh, this past week did the first ever one. And of course, you know, a crazy game. I don't know. I assume the baseballs reduced and everything else, but a walk-off home run, a very special game. Want are your guys' thoughts on this and, you know, just kind of the direction that Major League Baseball is going with all this stuff? I love it. Um, I think
1: this does a lot to connect with the fans, especially some of the younger fans. And if there's any sport that needs that right now, it is definitely baseball. So it's great to see. Uh, That that Field of Dreams game was awesome, I thought. That Tim Anderson walk-off was one of the coolest moments of the season in all of baseball. And like I said, baseball needs this. You, You know, we love baseball. If you're listening to this podcast, odds are you love baseball. Unfortunately, the fact of the matter is baseball is a bit of a dying sport in America, and this kind of stuff is how you revitalize the game. It's how you reignite the passion in younger kids. Like I can, I know my oldest son was loving watching that game. You know, this is the kind of stuff that gets that younger generation interested in baseball again.
2: Yeah. Mari, like you said, it's something different and baseball for has, I mean, not really changed, you know, over the course of the last 30 years. I mean, in terms of the ballpark experience, sure. Sure. It's a little more comfortable. The food's a little better. But, uh, you know, it's still going to the ballpark. So to do something like this is to give the fans a unique opportunity. You know, you saw the NHL do it, and, uh, you know, they had a lot of success with it. And the hockey fans, they love those outdoor games. And, you know, if, if anything else, you know, you're at least, you know, giving the sport a platform you know, a little bit of a platform because it's going to be covered more like we saw and, you know, putting, um, you know, the, the next year's matchup, I'm, I'm a little disappointed with, um, you know, I'm not just saying that because of being a Pir- on the Pirate Podcast and it being the two NL Central teams. I just think they uh, could have came up with, you know, a little, little better of a matchup.
0: Yeah, kind of soft. Cubs Reds is the matchup for next year, um, and you know, two teams that are going to be probably in full rebuild mode unless something crazy happens this off season. Um, so you know, definitely a different kind of matchup, but overall, just a big event, and you know, just shedding light on baseball. I think baseball is always going to have its traditional fans, and it's always going to have a really cult following. But uh, you know, it's good to see them continue to get on the pop culture scene and, and with these other sports.
2: You know what? Not to be fair. I should give them some credit that they are putting to NL central teams in that type of game. Um, you know, the central divisions on both sides, American league and national league have been hit uh, especially hard uh, financially from COVID compared to the bigger market teams. Uh, you saw that this past off season with how the central teams operated. So, you know, it's good to see uh, the, the central teams getting some recognition, uh, You know, on a bigger
0: stage. Oh no doubt, no doubt. I mean, it really—it's a good point, Nick. I mean, these teams were affected a lot differently than than uh, you know many teams in Major League Baseball. Um, And it's you know it's just cool to see the fan bases, all the Iowans getting to go out and you know watch baseball that they don't get to have in their state. So we'll see. You know, maybe the Pirates get selected a few years down the road when they're really competitive. But uh, overall, just a super cool event. Um, You know, just. Cool to see baseball get that kind of traction for at least one night leading up to the end of this season. Guys, your final thoughts as we begin to close out August here. The pirates, um, you know, begin to finish up in LA. What are you excited for the rest of this year? And, um, you know, just your final thoughts as we close it out here.
2: More Henry Davis bombs. I mean, (laughs) I'm I'm watching the video of it right now and it was raw power, right center, you know, it's deep, deep out there at curve stadium. So, you know, it's, Definitely um, – no, I'm sorry, not at the Curve Stadium, but he's at – I was, you know, speaking I, day was day I was just scrolling. I was I was just scrolling. A- <laughs> I'm wa- yeah, seriously, I was just scrolling and watching a Curve highlight. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see him, and I'm excited, like we talked about before, just to see some of these new pieces that have come – that Ben Charrington brought in and to see if these guys can – you know, actually be part of the solution going forward. Um, you know, Bryce Wilson, hopefully he can make some starts towards the end of the season. And, uh, you know, if he, so far his results have been decent. Um, but you know, with a pitching staff that we've had this year and, you know, seeing a guy like Mitch Keller, not be able to take that next step forward, you're hoping maybe Bryce Wilson can be that guy. So hopefully, uh, like I said, we'll see him and some of these other guys, Hoy park and uh, Michael Chavez get up here and start to, um, you know, give a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm excited to see these younger guys. I'm excited to continue to see Hoy park. Um, i excited to see Michael Chavez whenever he gets called up. Hopefully the Bryce will also get the opportunity to make some more starts. I want to keep seeing Nick Mears out of the bullpen um, It definitely looks like we're probably going to be able to get three or four starts out of Miguel Ure in September, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good really call. excited for that. Good call. You know, especially because you got to think that the pirates have all intentions of Uray being in the opening day rotation next year. So pretty excited to see that. And even on the minor league injury front, uh, you know, O'Neal Cruz back at it for the Curve. Uh Ronzi Contreras looks like he's pretty close to getting back to Valton and making a rehab starts tonight. So even those guys, it'll be, it'll be fun to see how they can do and, see if they can really uh, cement themselves as guys who can start the 2022 season at the A level. And at that point, you know, you're knocking on the door of the majors and, you know, start to see some of this young talent that the Pirates have accumulated really start to impact the Major League roster or, or in the case of guys like Contreras and Cruz, you know, put themselves in a position to really be able to impact the Major League roster next season.
0: Oh, yeah. We're going to see it continue to develop the rest of this year um, and, you know, just kind of – Watching these kids, Ramsay Contreras come back and get healthy and Miguel Yajure come back and get healthy. Nick, did you have something else? No, I mean. Sorry, I, I yeah. saw you unmute the mic. I didn't know if you Yeah, I was to... coughing. Sorry. Oh, I I <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch here. Hopefully, Yajure is up sooner than later, um, you know, as we close out this 2021 season. Crazy to think we're already getting to the end of August, but it's been a lot of fun. Next week, we're going to continue to recap – the rest of the month of August, talk about these minor league guys and everything else that happens between now and next Sunday. From Marty Leap and Nick Caparoso, my name is Trey Ennedy. As always, guys, you can find our podcast on Omni.com, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. You can go to fansided.com as well. Check out the articles there, guys. So much content, as always, as we continue through this season from our staff writers, whole list of them. I won't get into it. It's always a wormhole, and I leave people out. So I'm not going to do that. But go check out the content, guys. There's a lot out right now. Go to Twitter as well. Give us a follow and check out the content there. Don't forget, guys, use code FANSIDED20 to get 20% off at manscaped.com. Use the code FANSIDED20. Have a great week, everybody. Let's go Bucks.